once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a beat with the best trick wisdom nothing we desire compares with her that's proverbs 8:11 and that's why we need to understand and apply wisdom in all things mind body and soul and this short podcast hopefully helps you do just that on this episode taking the fatigue out of decision making Seth Godin says in a world where we have too many choices and too little time the obvious thing to do is just ignore stuff and it is true if we limit our decisions we limit fatigue and almost every opportunity i have to express my glee at working from home i extol the many benefits i've experienced and joke about needing to buy more t-shirts because i've not worn them this consecutively since college if there is any upside to the pandemic for me working from home is it But recently I've wondered if my hot air balloon of elation over working from home might have sprung a leak. I think I may be thinking too much. Without the office without the office environment providing the ebb and flow of focused time on actual work, I now have nothing but focused time on actual work. By mid-afternoon I I feel as though I've I've got no more mental energy to give. It is similar to the feeling I used to get coming home after a day in the office and a long, you know, commute having to make a decision on what to eat for dinner except now it happens earlier in the day please not another decision to make but Seth Godin's recommendation is both simple and profound just ignore stuff to which i say with pleasure whether it is uninterrupted bouts of thinking or overexposing ourselves to decisions that need to be made without the ability to ignore stuff we run the risk of decision fatigue We begin to look for a way to make quick, safe decisions that don't always end up being the right or best decision. The Decision Lab in answering the question, "Why do we make worse decisions at the end of the day?" said this, "The more decisions made throughout the day, the harder each decision becomes for us. Eventually, the brain looks for shortcuts to circumvent decision fatigue, leading to poor decision making. When you consider that decision fatigue leading to poor decision making can affect anyone in any position, you begin to see the magnitude of its consequences. Having trouble deciding on what to make for dinner is nothing compared to those people in a position whose decisions directly impact our health, safety, and welfare. You know, like presidents and parents and fighter pilots. Setting that aside for a moment, probably the greater implication is how decision fatigue may affect our ability to hear from God. With all that energy spent on untangling, puzzle solving and maze running, we couldn't bear to hear about anything more we might need to do. Fortunately, we have what is revealed through scripture to rein in our random and conflicting thoughts and feelings. But our reception of and response to God's leading is going to require a quieted mind and heart. We talked in the past about having a good decision analysis and developing a heuristic, which you'll be able to find at the website wisdominallthings.com to better ensure that we make the right decisions. But how can we expect to keep making the right decisions when there are so many decisions to make? We become fatigued by all the decisions we need or think we need to make. So how can we limit them in addition to continually making the best decision possible? So here's where we want to focus. Less fatigue, better decisions. And even what may have been said in jest. Seth points out two factors working against us. Too many choices, too little time. Not to mention the understated solution as to what we should do about that. Just ignore some stuff. So as we think about having less fatigue, making better decisions, we first want to reduce or eliminate the unimportant decisions. We can reduce the number of decisions we make by eliminating some of those unimportant decisions, even if they don't require a lot of our mental energy 
to make those decisions. Aaron Wildermuth talking about the science of decision fatigue said this, Most of the decisions we make are inherently unimportant. Pants or shorts, walk or bike, read or retire. It isn't that we don't make important decisions, we just make so many unimportant decisions. The act of decision-making, even when small, contributes to decision fatigue. In addition to reducing or eliminating smaller, relatively unimportant decisions, the decision lab suggests creating routines or habits and that by doing so will preserve mental energy. Having less to think about and making necessary but less important decisions more routine will directly reduce decision fatigue. So do away with those unimportant decisions that we need to make. Secondly, time your important decisions. I've spoken before about how incredible taking advantage of mornings can be. Again, an article you can find and podcast you can find at the uh, website wisdominallthings.com. And it turns out that they are ripe for making the more important decisions we need to make, that is mornings. Besides using our mental energy making unimportant decisions, something else that Aaron's article, The Science of Decision Fatigue, implies is that we need to consider the time of day when making important decisions. She cites a study that found that business analysts become less accurate as the day wore on. That is where fatigue sets in, and we begin to lean on safer options, which reduces the likelihood of innovative thinking, let alone being able to make the right decision. Lastly, feed the brain. I save this for last, not because it is necessarily the most important, but that it needs to be said because it is a good reminder. Our mental health is impacted by our physical health. In that article from the Decision Lab, they talk about managing and maintaining blood sugar levels by snacking throughout the day or only making decisions after eating, which can help prevent decision fatigue. Of course, that doesn't justify necessarily what we eat, but that we eat the right snack. And this is something you may need to explore a little bit further with your doctor. But at the very least, evaluating our sleep-rest cycle and how we're feeding our brains throughout the day are going to play a significant role in avoiding fatigue. So, By reducing the number of decisions we need to make, timing our thinking around what decisions we do need to make, and feeding our ability to do that means we will have the mental energy for the more important thinking that is required to accomplish what is most important. And that's just a little dose of how we quickly understand and apply wisdom in all things, mind, body, and soul. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom in All Things podcast. If you want to dig into that a little bit more, which I highly recommend, stop by the website, wisdominallthings.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and tell others too. Thanks for listening.